The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond it, hello and welcome once again to IGN's PlayStation Show. I'm your host, Max Scoville. This is episode 775, but who's keeping track? And I'm joined today to discuss something very special, which is God of War Ragnarok by Jada Griffin. Hello, everybody. Ragnarok is upon us, Max. It's our second take. Thank you, Red. Um, but it's okay, because I love to, uh, you know, do second take something. They didn't know it was the second take. It's okay. You it just, doesn't like, matter. threw us all under the bus. Here. I just threw Red under the bus. I'm also joined by Josh Dew. <laughs> yeah, hi. Hey. We did a second take because I cussed too much. Just yeah, open sorry, with a hard F-bomb. And joining yeah. us from all the way across the pond in the UK, Simon Carty, who reviewed God of War Ragnarok. Wow. I did. I did that. I wrote a lot of words about it, which you can read now. What a treat for everyone. Is it good? I think it's very good. I gave it a 10. <laughs> That's uh, the maximum you can give it out of a uh, 10. That's so, a very, yeah, one of the I highest numbers that is under the number 11. So that's, you know, that's, that is our also, highest it's score. the lowest double digit number. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Cardi, how hard did you fight to break the scale for this game? Um, I, I'm, I'm a very safe person. I like to play within the rules, and you know, I saw the scale. I used it. I like to use the whole scale. That's what I like to do. I'm not, I'm not a kooky kind of guy, but um, I'll never go over it. So never, never tell me to do that. Okay. All right. That's that's it. Cardi did not want to didn't want to play outside the box this one. Well, let's let's get into it. Cardi, you you reviewed this game. This is mm. obviously one of the most anticipated games of uh the generation all time mm -hmm. possibly it also is you know there's an incredibly high bar set by the first game yep uh how did you go about that that's obviously that's a lot of pressure on sony santa monica it's also a lot of pressure on you i guess <laughs> tell it tell us about it uh i i don't really feel the pressure i just luckily when you pretty early on you can tell this is going to be a good game and luckily like that pressure kind of comes off of the review i think you just kind of you play it and you write about it and luckily you enjoy it a lot and don't really have too many negatives to write about which is always a joy because you know i want every game to be good i think everyone wants every game to be good. no one wants you know a game to fail but yeah the pressure they must felt i i can't imagine that following up on in my review i kind of maybe grandly like compared it to when francis ford coppola was making the godfather part two it's like how do you follow up on the godfather he managed to do it by making arguably a better film and they've done it by making arguably a better game i think we're going to go into that more later like is this a better game I don't know. It's like they're both just incredible pieces of work that sit side by side with each other, I think. Now, we're going to keep these things pretty spoiler free, but um, mm. I guess let's sort of talk about what's kind of what's what's new and different and just r right out the gate. Like what what really stuck out to you as as a considerable step up? 
I I think the combat it was already some of the best combat I've ever played in the game from God of War 2018, and they've only added to it in this. There's obviously I'm not going to tell you some of the stuff that's in there because I don't want to spoil that for anyone, but they're just consistently adding new things to this game, new gameplay mechanics, new quirks, and it's just it just feels so much tighter the arenas feel better built there's a lot more verticality the way you can just use the base to swing across it's almost like you're playing doom but with melee weapons at time it just it does feel really good and that axe you know that feeling when you just pull that axe back to your hand it just still feels amazing and just yeah i feel like the combat is a real step up the puzzles again are a real step up they constantly kind of evolve as you go further along and they've told another i just think incredible story it's I don't think it's going to have the same surprise factor that maybe 2018 did, and it's a lot... That was a very... For such a like a grand sort of setting, that was a very tight story about a family, really. Whereas this one is a much more sort of like sweeping, sort of epic of a story. And I still think they managed to do that by juggling a lot more characters this time around. Yeah, I... I you know, there's so many new characters they added in Ragnarok, and they do... They each get their time to shine. Like characters you wouldn't think were gonna have a big moment are gonna get a big moment, and it's it's just a a treat to see them kind of unfold and get to experience another part of it. I cried a couple times throughout the the story. Um, there's some very gut wrenching, heart wrenching moments that are just like, oh, that just happened, and like I I'm salivating for my next playthrough. I cannot wait. I I'm with you as well on like the combat. I think like. I, it's been so long since I played the first game, and all I remember about that game was like, oh, the combat was really fun. Like, that's my biggest takeaway from God of War 2018 was like, oh, man, it was really fun, like, throwing the axe around, throwing the Blades of Chaos around. But then when it came to this game, I was like, is this, like, faster than I remembered? Is this, like, more dynamic? Is I'm just, like, running around the whole map. Again, the verticality adds a whole nother level to the combat, and I feel like I had a lot more fun. I felt like I could customize my combat play style a lot more in this game as well uh it's not just the runics it's not just like the uh special abilities or whatever but just the way you can use them um and like swapping between weapons is like feels much more yeah dynamic now sort of the odd thing about this is we've all been playing on on ps5 but this is a this is a cross-gen game uh cardi did you did you take it for a spin on ps4 at all I haven't personally, but I have heard from a very good source at IGN that it does actually play surprisingly smoothly, even on a base PS4, which I just, I don't know how they do it. I know the original, well, say the original, the 2018 version was obviously a PS4 game, and this is built on that, so you can see why it were, but still, like, some of the things this game does on the PS5, like, even just cinematic-wise with the cameras, like, I'm amazed that it runs smoothly, which apparently it, it does very well. So, yeah, I'm, they're, they're, they're magicians even over there. <laughs> Seriously. Now, Cardi, was there anything? I guess it's it's sort of I, not really because you gave it a ten. But what what <laughs> what did you not like? What what were the shortcomings that you came across? Yeah, it doesn't mean it's perfect, but like I think there's not many like nitpicks I really have this game. I will say one thing: some people, and I know it's an issue with some people, it's just not something that really bothers me in games, especially PlayStation games, is the constant talking. I quite like it. I like feeling like I'm not alone and always having something to listen to, but I know that the constant chatting may get on some people's nerves, especially like normally it's just, you know, maybe slightly annoying, but when you're trying to solve a puzzle, even after 10 seconds of just standing still, they'll try and solve it for you, which is slightly annoying, but like that's a small gripe for a game, which I think is just like kind of peerless and what it does for the most part. 
I think that's totally acceptable in this case because you do have like Atreus and Mimir hanging out, but like I kind of hated it in Horizon because like Aloy's just by herself. Like, <laughs> mm. better collect these things on the ground. Wow, that sure is some tall grass. I'll send it to my stash. Yeah, better climb a cliff now. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, the characters are like, I, again, like I sort of hadn't revisited 2018 and I was like going in a little bit jaded, but it's like it just immediately hits you in the face how like how well written it is and how how strong the characters are. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I said in my, my little bit about the story and stuff earlier. Um, uh, I'm going to also touch pace on a little bit on, uh, I guess one of the things that I didn't like in the combat was I kind of had an issue sometimes with the lock on. And I don't know if you guys ran into that issue. Sometimes there's, you're fighting two or three people and they're coming at you from different sides and I'm trying to flick the right stick to like switch lock on targets. Yeah. And sometimes it's just like not switching and I'm just like, okay, cool. Well, I guess I'll just get hit in the back. Um, that was like really my only big gripe with it. Um, and then also there's, you know, some repeated dialogue lines in the, in combat when you're, uh, hit with a status effect, um, yeah. that, you know, I, I'm not going to spoil from you guys cause you'll hear it enough in the game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, that's kind of, that's, I think that's my, my, I think for me, the, when I think about my playthrough of the game, what I, my biggest gripe is I think it was just too long. Uh, I think there are stretches of this game where I was playing through. I'm like, okay, I kind of, I know what they're doing with this and they're still just throwing enemies at me that are just like slicing butter at this point. And I'm like, you're, it felt like they were padding out certain moments that just to like extend the play length. Mm. And to me, when that happens in a game, I'm just like, ah, I don't know. Personally, like I, those there are moments in this game where I knew where that it was happening and I started to be it, very it pulled like, you out of it. Yeah. It pulled me out of it. I, I became sad a little <laughs> bit. Um, but then, you know, once it like start like pacing picks up again, it's like, okay, great. I can like really get into this, but yeah, I think, Overall, there were just like some pacing issues for me. I um I do want to add one other thing that did kind of uh, bug me is as you're progressing. If you remember God of War 2018, there's a bunch of objectives and stuff that are listed on your map. Like, hey, go find Odin's ravens. Hey, there's a troll over here to kill. Blah blah blah. Um, in 2018, for the most part, you could kind of go and do everything as you progressed, and you had to backtrack a little bit after you got you know like the blades of chaos and stuff like that. Um, and it has that same mechanic here. But there are even some um, collectibles or quests or objectives you can't complete until you finish the game. Um, and so that left me kind of running in circles for, I probably spent a good 10 hours of my 55 hour playthrough just like kind of running in circles. Yeah. Um, and it, like that, just kind of looking for something that literally wasn't on the map yet. Um, so I wish they would have like just not shown that objective. Like, let me see that I have 100%. And then when I finish the game, add that objective and be like, hey, actually, you only have 95% here now. I would much prefer that because then I'm not wasting time looking for something that doesn't exist in the world yet. Totally. Yeah, I'm I like a completionist type of gamer as well. And like those things bother me so much. Like I always try to like check off all those boxes before yep. getting to that point of no return spot in the story. Mm -hmm. And like there is a good number of stuff you have to leave unchecked before you go through there. And I was like... Ah, oh, man. I mean, again, nitpick, right? Yes, Small very, nitpick. very. Yes. And now that you say, know about it, it's like not It's going to be deal. better for yeah, you yeah. guys. Totally. So, no, say, welcome. It's, it's like a PSA mod. I don't know if it's a spot to say there is no point of return in this game. So you do not have to do a finish. You go along. You can right. finish it at the end. And there is a significant amount to do after the story in this game. I think it felt like a considerable amount more than in 2018. And mm -hmm. all, pretty much all of it is good. And some of it tough as nails. And 
I just loved it. I finished after 28 hours. I think you could do it a bit quicker, but I'm up to like 40 now and getting towards that platinum. But yeah, what a, there. there's, a, there's a lot to do. What difficulty were you playing on, Cardi? I was just playing on balanced for review because I thought, you know, play on what I imagine most people will play on. And do you know what? Even towards the end, it's still it's not simple by uh, mm, any yeah. means. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I played it on medium. I just, can I just touch one more thing on the combat? I just want to say yeah. means, how. Yeah. Not only does it push things forward, it kind of harks back to the old God of War games, which I loved. Mm. Like, yes, and it does it. It does it kind of in the story as well. They not only move things forward with the story, but also hark back so much more than twenty eighteen did to like his Greek days. And yeah, that's kind of symbolized in the way he uses the blades. They feel much more like they did back in the old days. Mm. You're kind of swinging around all directions, juggling people. They just, I really liked how the blades felt this time. Don't get me wrong. In twenty eighteen, the moment you get those is like maybe the single best moment i've felt in a game but like <laughs> they feel even better to use this time around and yeah i, I mean I they were they were like a big spoiler in 2018 like that was a huge mm-hmm. that was a surprise which was awesome but i feel like now that you can kind of I mean, it's they kind of had to bury that and i feel like now they're they're yeah. pretty front and center so it's really it's out there yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of podcast beyond is brought to you by nordvpn a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. You're probably all aware of the Callisto Protocol, the survival horror game coming to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC platforms December 2nd. And if you want to delve into this universe early, well, you should check out Helix Station. It's a Callisto Protocol narrative companion podcast that stars Gwendolyn Christie and Michael Ironside. IGN is publishing and distributing Helix Station in partnership with Striking Distance Studios, and we've got a clip from the first episode. Check it out. Yeah, you know, you're right. You probably would get off on some technicality, wouldn't you? Percy, just slap the cuffs on him and get out of there. Sorry, Kane. Bad connection down here, catching a little interference. Percy, don't even think about it. Gotta go. What are you gonna do, kill me? Keys. I can pay triple whatever you'll get for my bounty. Why don't we talk it through over a warm meal? I'm not hungry. They are. No. No, no, please. Please, please, don't. Please don't. Wake up. It's dinner time. Don't, I'll go. Take me. Take me in, please. Listen to me, bitch! Some doors should never be opened. Please! And some doors should never be closed. You're right. I do like happy to see you. Please! Oh! No! Please! Get away from me! Get away from me! Go on now, Crowbar. Smile for the camera, you goddamn pig! That was a sample of episode one of Helix Station, a Callisto Protocol companion podcast leading up to the release of the game on December 2nd. The first two episodes of Helix Station are available right now, and you can find them wherever you get your podcasts. Um, now, let's, can we talk about accessibility a little bit? Because Sony's been absolutely crushing it on this front lately, and it's kind of it's nice to see just how many options and stuff. Um, what, was your, what was your takeaway on that, Cardi? It was like the long, I'm not, you know, I admittedly I'm not the best person in the world to be speaking about accessibility settings, but just from going through them, there was just a ridiculous amount. Um, I just like, yeah, the, the list was extensive from like anecdotally from people I know that do need them more than I do. Like, it's very impressive what they're doing with this game. And I think that just follows really what PlayStation have been doing with all of their big releases recently, really. They just seem to be leading in that regard is what is you know, anecdotally is what I've heard mm. anyway. Yeah, if you're familiar with a lot of the uh, accessibility stuff that we got in Last of Us, uh, the Last of Us remakes and Last of Us Part 2, you're going to see a lot of those features in God of War Ragnarok. Not all of them are there, but a good like amount of them. There And there's a, things that are unique to God of War because the gameplay is different um, from an accessibility standpoint. So um, for those of our, you know, our audience out there that need that accessible, those accessibility options, you're you're going to be very happy, I think, with what they have in store for you. 
and it's got like it's got like five five difficulties, which is it's like give me story, give yeah. me grace, give me balance, mm-hmm. give me God of War, God mercy. Of War. And give me mer- is it mercy? I can't remember what are the fourth one is. I don't know what the fourth one, but one of them is. I think the top. Yeah. One the is top one is give me God of War. Me God right. of War. Yeah. Is it give me pain? Give me pain. Is it give me pain? Hurt me? I don't know something. Maybe yeah. that's why I was just. It's, it's, maybe that's like something else what, I was watching. Is it, is it like know. the the Wolfenstein like difficulties used to be or something like weird like that? It was like I always love that. Like I think it's like it's like quake if you try to quit it just plays a chicken noise which is just like hey man i have stuff to do that's not fair. i've got kids but yeah um but no i mean it's 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 nice to see that like clearly this is a game that they want they want it to be mm-hmm. you know as many people play it as possible um what should we what do we want to touch on here we didn't touch on bosses at all like that's yeah a, oh man to... yeah the enemy variety is definitely a step up i think that was one of the biggest criticisms from 2018 was like Oh, I'm just fighting these same guys over and over the again. Yeah, the same droggers. But, like, they really... Yeah, they got a bigger budget, uh, mm-hmm. clearly, from the success of the first game. And we're like, oh, we have budget to make more different types of enemies now. And so I think that I really enjoyed was, like, not only that, but the variety of bosses as well. Um, even though some of the mini-bosses were repeating... Um, I mean, for that's... me, I, it was like practice. Like at some mm-hmm. point when I fought my final blank, right? It's like, oh, like I know how to do this. And now I feel like like Kratos. Like I feel like a badass, like actually defeating this boss. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's you're expected to see some some enemies repeat. There's going to be, you know, you're going to fight a couple trolls. You're going to fight a couple of these these Drecky, these, uh, you know, the alligator crocodile type <laughs> people you're going to see. You're going to fight a couple of the huntresses, the centaur lady people. Um, but yeah, no, the variety is great. The bosses are excellent. I feel like each of them have a very kind of, not necessarily a win condition, but a strategy that tends to work best, whether that's using the axe, whether that's using the chaos, the blades of chaos, whether that's, you know, specific runic attacks, specific combos. I, for one, you know, I just went through punching everybody, um, because, that's just how I like to play my God of War games. Um, I like to let my rage out. You know, I'm not. That's, you know, that's fair. Um, <laughs> just, so just, just, just don't meet me in a in a in a bad alley, Max. Just doing just just bare hands. That's just bare hands. You got this beautiful axe and these wonderful blades. They spent so much time developing. You're like, let me hit them. I'm just, just gonna punch people and hit them with my shield. And you know, it worked well for me. So um, you know, that's just my level of playing on God of War gift, uh, yeah. difficulty. I'm, not, I'm an axe man. I just love using the axe. Um, they won't actually let me outdoors with axes anymore for <laughs> reasons I can't explain. But yeah, similarly, just with enemy variety, also just the different enemy attacks. They just have oh, seem yeah. to have like twice as many attacks to use. Different like status effects. There's not only frost and burn. There's poison. There's loads more different effects. And yeah, it's just yeah, the variety is just yeah, about tenfold from last time. Now, yeah. Cardi, this is obviously sort of hard to kind of predict but like having played this game what do you what do you think the sort of conversation around it is going to be like what do you think the the Um, discourse will sound like (laughs) well obviously a lot of it will be spoiler based um so i can't go into that i do think the main opinions that people may vary on is i quite like the sprawling nature of this story the the scope of it the mass sort of like end of the world nature that ragnarok brings i like that sort of story or i think a lot of people maybe were drawn to 2018's god of war because it was quite a tight story and it was about a father and a son i still think that this has a lot of that and don't get wrong this there was definitely a couple of teary moments that hit on things that normally get me in this but this i think that would be the main debate is like it's kind of less focused on Kratos and Atreus this time around. And I feel like that's what was the heart of 2018 and people love so much. And they've kind of gone away from it slightly in this one, which I absolutely loved. 
I do think that's going to be, you know, mileage is going to vary on that. Yeah, I totally agree. I think a lot of people are like might see that as an issue that they might have like taken a bigger bite than they could have chewed. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a lot. They definitely like expanded the scope of this story and this narrative. And I was like, whoa, okay, we're gonna learn more about this person now. It's like okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it is pretty much in the title though. Like it is. This is the end of the world. This is Ragnarok. Yeah, this is not just you know. It's not just gonna yeah. yeah, Father son hiking expedition or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) They really committed to it. I really appreciate that too. yeah. Yeah. Um, now that brings us to our next topic. Obviously, uh, Cardi, you didn't you didn't review the first God of War, did you? No. No, that was a young man called Jonathan Dawn. Never heard of him. Um, <laughs> yeah. That said, you, I, that that also got a ten. That also got a ten out of ten it from IGN. Um, no, I would give it a ten. Okay, so you, so you just gave Ragnarok a ten. Which which is better? Let's talk about that. How do you? <laughs> which ten is <laughs> worth more? This is what a horrible question to ask. Um, <laughs> How does inflation work with I... our review scores? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, I think they, right, on a technical level, I think Ragnarok is probably, as a package, a better game as a whole. I think there's better combat, better combat scenarios, better puzzles, better things to do, more variety. I do think 28 had that initial shock factor that Ragnarok won't have, that kind of carried a lot of it. People weren't expecting God of War to ever be that good again, and... It kind of brought that with it. So I feel like it's going to be very split. I, I'm i kind of leaning towards maybe Ragnarok is the better game, but 2018 will have, I think, maybe a higher emotional connection with people. I will say there's some incredible moments in Ragnarok, some amazing story beats. I don't know if it has that one moment, like the bla- reveal and the Blades did in 2018. Mm-hmm. That, that was a killer moment. I don't know if this game has that. I think it has things that come close. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I felt anything quite that, you know, chills down the spine. If you know what I mean? I mean, that is the sort of bittersweet nature of video games is that as software, like further iterations are usually improvements on a technical level, but in a story story sense, like it's it's hard to tell more of the same story and have the same impact as sort of the, you know, familiarity breeds contempt and all that. But uh, yeah, it's a it's yeah. a tricky balance. Still two was... of the very best games I've ever played. So no reason to not be excited for this. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think, I you know, I think... I still give it to Ragnarok over the original 2018, mostly because there's just so many characters in play and we get so many amazing performances from all of the actors that are in their roles. Um, You know, Thor, Odin, a bunch of other characters, Brock, Sindri get a, you know, we get to see more of them and talk to more of them. They're, you know, they're obviously blacksmithing still, but there's a lot of new characters that you get to, you know, really impact during this, you know, world ending event that's, um, upon the world. So, um, yeah, I said world too many times there, but it's okay. <laughs> Whatever comments. Hi. Um, world. world. I would probably give the edge to 2018 personally. I mean, I love this game. I do love Ragnarok, but I, I'm the type of person that does love a tighter story. Um, and I think that really came to its benefit in 2018, as well as that initial shock factor of like, oh my gosh, there's like so many new things here that never thought God of War could do. Uh, and it all just worked and clicked together, and I, I loved it. Um, and so with Ragnarok, yeah, it does expand its scope a little bit. Personally, I think it's a bit more than they can chew. Uh, but overall, I still think it's a great game. I like, I love your review, Cardi. Like, I don't know if I ever told you that before. 
I'm telling you now. What would you give it on a scale of one to ten? If I had to, if I was the reviewer, uh, no, I mean, if you had to review Cardi's review, oh, if I had to review, oh man, seven probably. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's not like (laughs) it's not like a life-changing review. I don't don't think it's a massive. I think you can just walk out of the room, Cardi. I think that's fine. Or you can close your laptop. One of the two. We're now moving on to the segment where we review Cardi's review. So yeah, if you want to be here, that's called the comment section. So join in. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, our comment section. I just want to give another shout out while we're mentioning it you guys have been awesome lately keep up the positivity we love it show cardi some love you know check out his review um there's just you know i really appreciate all of you out there and you guys have you know showing the uh the behavior that we want to see i don't know behavior not the right word i want but you're being the people we want in our comment sections yeah, yeah. that's nice to hear that now, um, I, I think we ate our vegetables. We had a serious discussion about God of War. We did the grown-up thing and the, the criticism and the journalism and all that. And now, time to get silly. Cardi, we're going to play a wonderful game called... What do we call it? Whirl of War? God of Wheel? God of Whirl? God of Whirl. This is the spinnable wheel that has a bunch of different video game genres on it. Ooh. And it has a little Kratos up here at the top. See it? Oh, it's great. Oh, lovely. Anyway, um, we're going to spin this. You have just given God of War Ragnarok a 10 out of 10. You have to pitch a game that will top it, but you have oh, to adhere no. to this genre. So God of War mm-hmm. 3, I don't know what they would call it. Good. But I'm much better at silly stuff. Are you ready? weird when I talk properly. Yeah, let's this, go. Is, this is going to be dumb as, <laughs> dumb as Ragnarok, so like, let's... <laughs> let's do it. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to be able to see it, so I'm going to have to oh, trust what it says. Community choice. Community choice. Yeah. All right. So this one comes from Casey Weinman. Stealth Horror Cooking Sim. Wow, um, what's what the what's the game called now? It's the what's new, your title? Uh, God of War. It's cool. Okay, and this may shock um, some people, but I know Max will agree with us. God of War versus Predator. Sorry, coming on the show. Yes, yes. This is a <laughs> basically. It's going to be a God of War game, but we're set in i don't know let's say we're still in norsla i don't know we're going yeah. through the forests great and he's being stalked who's he being stalked by it's predator of course <laughs> so it's god of war versus predator it's a stealth horror game through a very dark forest and occasionally you have to like kill deer and boar and you know make recipes in order to maybe um tie this meat to trees to distract predator so you can then throw an axe in his head and that's the whole game it takes 10 minutes <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I, figured, I figured you were going with the health stones are gone, so you've got to kill the deer to cook oh, them to no, eat no, yourself. No. no. Like, no, no, no. You just, health you just always disrupt be Predator there. and kill him. God of War versus Predator sounds honestly pretty pretty awesome. Get I, on I, it, Sony. You know, Get on it, yeah. Sony Santa Monica. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one's for free. I can't review <laughs> I, that one now, sadly. <laughs> no, Cardi, we, we had this, like, I don't I don't know if it was a running joke or if you were just fucking with me the whole time. <laughs> but at it was both. Uh, Every conversation we had, you would just slowly just turn the wheel and you'd be like, how about that predator? <laughs> we'd be having a conversation about compl- something completely unrelated. Yeah. You'd be like, you know who'd probably like this restaurant? The predator. <laughs> and it just, it was for like 10 days. Uh, and then I get yeah. home and you like slack me something was, about the predator. <laughs> it was a long week. I was very tired. I needed, I needed someone to have a laugh with. So I thought, you know what? Anytime I see Max, I'm going to talk about predator. And look what's happened again. You know. Who would have spun the wheel? This is your fault. Who would win, Kratos or Predator? I think, well, Kratos is a god. I mean, surely you'd... But Predator is a space alien. Yeah, but also, Predator would be distracted by the meat on a tree. That's true. Yeah. He's a hungry boy. Think about it. Exactly. (laughs) There we go. 
It's got a real appetite. What a game. You know what? Yeah. Let's let's say that um I don't know, maybe the rights holders of of the Predator franchise don't want to play ball. Mm -hmm. Let's 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 try another one. Let's we're going to we're going to put you on the test <laughs> again. Here. Yeah. Oh god. And this oh, one or, can't have Predator or in wheel. it. Uh <laughs> it might have Predator in it. Oh my goodness. Are you, Wait, oh, we it came got? back. Okay. It flipped back. Simulation. Simulation. Sim game. Sim game. Um god. Of war. Of war. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, how do I work Predator into this? I don't think I can. Uh, sim game with um, this is a. It's just like a little, like a little, you know, his little house in the forest. You just kind of, it's like a Sims game, but uh, with Kratos, hmm. and you kind of, again, you you may be killing deer and tying meat to trees. I don't know. Um, to and that's the way you keep um evil forces away from your house. You're kind of just protecting. You know, he has that ring of protection around his house. Yeah. Just kind of making sure it's kind of sim crossed with a bit of tower defense. It's sim, sim, symbol winter. It's a yeah. Yes. It's it's just it's the downtime like, oh yeah, between need, the two games. Name, don't we? Yeah, yeah, it could take take place yeah. in between. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just they're mm. just doing ordinary stuff. And I mean, you, you got sometimes the barrier is going to break down, and the predator exactly. is going to sneak through. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just the way it's going to work. And you just got to go kick his exactly. ass or make get him a delicious out. meal. You just got to eject him out exactly. of the ring and fix the ring, and then you're good to go. Yeah. That would be that would be the worst. I think the worst uh, iteration of the predator is if he wasn't actually hunting people, but he would just be doing pranks and mischief and then he would turn yeah. invisible you have to yeah. chase him down and kick his ass i think track could change this game to a predator of a wheel of predator or whatever it is you don't encourage me because i will do it i don't know if we I should call it the wheel of predator like <laughs> that's, 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 that's that could a, a very yeah. yeah that could have a di very different connotation <laughs> <laughs> um, why don't you take a seat over here i'm All never right. coming back am i uh, <laughs> okay well um that's that's honestly that we just had a pretty uh pretty stupid discussion there i think but it it might actually it might actually not be the dumbest thing that's ever happened in regards to to cre oh is that the nice wait what oh it's oh, predator the modded in <laughs> i did I, honestly wow. i did not know this i did not know this existed, did not. i'm very happy no are you kidding me somebody already did it wow. i i'm kidding me I, wow i am sorry for the cussies but good lord that is um kudos to red i take back about you screwing up the first take for us because yeah. that was amazing amazing yeah, b-roll yeah grab like no, hold on so that is so impressive because that manages to be uh spoilers for god of war 2018 and for prey which was very good it was a very good predator <laughs> film i liked it yeah I liked it as well. We but I'm, a, I'm a big fat SJW, so I don't know. Maybe it was too woke for some people. But um, no, I don't know. Like, oh, Prey was dope. That no, was, there's nothing. That was a good ass predator. It that was, one was good in that one. And there, there he is, just he's he's uh, uh, Pretos. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> Pretos. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there we go. It looks good. It it does. It even uh, did they change his axe to a spear? No, I think it's wow. still an axe. Yeah, I, I think they oh. had. It. It's the it's that funny stick he had. This is so. This Can we is, just watch this for half an hour. I think so. Yeah. I honestly I, like. This I was is like, our we're, show. We're yeah. For those of you listening at home, somebody modded the Predator into God of War, and we're watching that, and we're kind of in awe because we honestly did not expect that to be a thing. I don't. Cardi yeah. just kind of threw that curveball in here. You know, popped up unexpected, much like the Predator. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's mods for everything now. Yeah. Really, yeah. yeah. This that is, is great. I, on anybody who's opposed to like you know playstation putting out pc games you're wrong because you're there's the predator wrong. in there and he's great he's doing yeah stuff up i there. think i need to rebuy god of war on my pc now like yeah right just ah. all right so sorry to get to this point um we talk about how you just silly mods and crazy nonsense and the goofiest ideas we could conjure up from a spinning wheel 
Still not as weird as some of the stuff that Kratos has canonically done, maybe not canonically, but officially licensed products, video games, have featured Kratos in a variety of guest appearances, and I figure we could run down some of these. To be fair, we do not know still what happened from the time he left Greece to get could to be, the Norse It could be location. canonical. It could be. We'll they see. could be. Yeah. Okay, so let's start things off with Hot Shots Golf, Out of Bounds. Mm. Yes. I mean, that's uh, Golf of War, I guess. There he is. PSP, that was, right? This was, yeah, I think this is PSP. Um, just, I love, my favorite thing about this, and it's kind of hard to see because his shoulder's cutting it off, but his golf club has a chain on it, mm. which would be... <laughs> Just the fastest way to like really just really hit yourself in the face with a golf club <laughs> to try to play golf with a chain. I, I kind of wish they would have foresaw this and it had it instead of birdie, it was Boydie. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I don't that, that would have gone over the heads of a lot of people back in the PSP 100%. days. I love that, though. That's that's extremely funny. Uh, and then, of course, there's little big planet Kratos. Which we also got to see, yeah. which is like that's honestly that one's there's a lot of very weird stuff in little big planet. But look at him. He's Aww. so adorable. Is Predator in Little Big Planet? If I made that, probably. Predator's in most things, or and yeah. if he's not, he, he might be. be because well, he's invisible. Hard to I, say. I feel like we'll find out in a second because Red's gonna find it. But you know, <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's. I always love that. Like the little Big Planetification of various like Sony characters. It's and just throwing, it's throwing so great. There. And then when you emote with them and stuff like that, like you can really just kind of like, I'm such an angry mm. Kratos. <laughs> like I mean, he already. And that is was that was times. the time period when Kratos was really just there. He wasn't. You know, he was a bachelor. He didn't. Like he wasn't sensitive. He didn't have. He didn't do any, you know, fathering. He just was a real mean man. And so seeing him as a little sack boy was pretty funny. It was a nice disparity there. Mm. Um, much more on brand for Kratos was his appearances in the PS3 and Vita versions of the 2011 Mortal Kombat, which is one of those things that is just so like perfect. That feels like such a perfect fit. Just Predator definitely was in a Mortal Kombat. Wasn't he? he was. Yes. So could, he was. Yes. So could, yes. Or was probably it not just, the same was one it, though. He, he was, was in. He was in Mortal Kombat 10. 10, 10 yeah, if yeah. I remember correctly, yeah. that's when they did all so the we horror. Might, we icons. could get them to face or, off in that. Yeah, Maybe. I yeah. hope so. I think they should fight yeah. again more for us for entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. So that I don't know. That one's one of those like I, occasionally they'll throw a character in, in Mortal Kombat and you're like, yeah, of course, no, absolutely, why not? He's like, mm -hmm. I've, 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 he honestly just so completely on brand there soul caliber broken destiny on psp yep same mm -hmm. deal same deal i would say even more so because that emphasizes weapon use yep yeah. i don't remember predator being like <laughs> i'm just comparing <laughs> who's been in more games kratos or predator i don't think predator, predator has been in soul caliber i don't recall it but it's a shame yeah no someone James probably him. modded him in yeah oh, probably oh, for in sure there's yeah. definitely a mod mm -hmm. uh speaking of mods kratos is also in Ooh. mod nation racers Oh, Gotta man. go fast. I hate that one. I actually take back yeah, what I said about right. little sack boy stuff. I, I really like his cart, though. His, his cart is nice. The cart is yeah. okay. What is going on with his oh, mouth? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? Uh, he, he looks like he's he looks like this is like his time period after God of War Ascension, or whatever the last one canonically was, or chronologically was, and he just like let himself, let himself go. Like, his six-pack doesn't look like it's in the right place. Like, it's just... It's a monstrosity. This definitely looks I like, like his a, little toes. It, I don't. <laughs> yeah, his little toes. <laughs> I really could just do without his feet across the board. You know, honestly, just you know, yeah. I just to see that. I like how steps. they give him open-toed shoes. Like, yes. as a warrior and a driver, they gave him open-toed shoes, so Gross. you could see his little toenails. 
I want to. I, I was going to say nice things about the studio that made Mod Nation Racers, which was United Front Games, who made the criminal underrated underrated Sleeping Dogs. Oh, it's such a good pour, game. Pour one out for UFG, but. I'm actually cross with them for making that horrible version of Kratos. <laughs> Red, thank you for making that image disappear. I didn't want to look at it. Um, also, on the cute side of Kratos, Shovel Knight. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I don't know, that's a good fit. Axes, oh, shovels, that. why not? Mm -hmm. uh, and apparently Corey Barlog said that this is canon, so. Oh. See, there we go. I told I'm into you. it. Now wow. I just want to see, like, I want to see, like, next-gen Shovel Knight. Like, right. I want to see just a super realistic M-rated Shovel Knight. Yeah. Done in the God of War. Just like hopping graphics. around, just hopping around on that shovel and just cutting people's heads off, just <laughs> blood everywhere. With, with, with Predator, maybe. Who knows? Yes, yes, Cardi. Yes, yes. Cardi. With the Predator. <laughs> I even I'm bored of myself. Okay, okay. Comments. I know I said no, no, to be no, no, nice to Cardi, going. but I mean, you can you can chastise him no, for his no, use of Predator. That's, that's the lot. Actually, no. Wait, uh, maybe once more. I love one more. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's hiding in the in the shadows. <laughs> much, like, when we least expect in the trees, it. it's stealth. Uh, the Simpsons game, weirdly enough, uh, got God of Horf. Oh, God of, oh, God of Horf. Get it? Don't remember this. Horf. Is Wait, so Horf? is he only in on the billboard? No, he's the. I think he's the boss there. You're like, I think you're fighting him. He's like throwing, like rocks and stuff at you. you know? Huh. But yeah, he, he loves doing that. He yeah. showed up in, uh, I think, in an episode of The Simpsons where they go to E4. Sounds mm -hmm. about right. Get it? Yeah. Get it? Yeah. Oh, the sequel. Get it? To like E3, E3, but E4. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, that's fits more, fits that's more a, people in that's, there. That's a TV channel in the UK that. Oh, <laughs> on it. so I was very confused. Yeah, he's got his own show there. That actually, yeah, I'm that fair enough. Yeah, no, I don't know that Simpsons game. Sure, why not? Uh, Drawn to Death, which was a uh, David Jaffe game, mm. who created Kratos or whatever. But that was the one that was like entirely angry teenager notebook doodles, but like an arena fighter thing. Mm -hmm. did, you guys, did you mess with mm -hmm. that at all? I played a little bit of, of it. I don't remember. Not, this. It's been a while. I, I love the art style of it. I actually never played a second. So. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I love that 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 premise so much. Uh, okay, Red just pulled up Homer Simpson modded into God of War, which works really well because he also shouts "boy" a lot. Yeah, I prefer yeah. I prefer the previous mod. I'm not gonna say he was in it. But, uh, Fair enough. Do we have a draw to death image or no? Or was it just footage of Homer Simpson? I don't. What do we do here? We 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 tell the news, we Max. Do. We tell the news. All right, and then finally there was PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale, again. Of course, pour one out for that. But that Kratos obviously you got to have him in there. It's a perfect fit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then there's Fortnite because everything's in Fortnite. Everything. And the Kratos now, is in Fortnite. you know who definitely is in Fortnite. <laughs> yes. No, the Predator Alien. is in Fortnite. He keeps kicking a my Alien ass. Is, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and Predator. They're ruling. Yeah, everyone's in everyone's Fortnite. in Fortnite. Everyone's just gotta go Fortnite. roll around in some mud, Max. That's all you gotta do. Just roll in some well, mud. Current season of Fortnite, there is all sorts of silver mud everywhere, and if you roll around in it, you turn into a ball and you can fly through walls. <laughs> there you go. See, that's your anti-predator. Splatoon, weapon. never heard of it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that was a bunch of Kratos' weird disappearances. I hope we get more of this kind of stuff. This is just that, like, just you know, getting getting loosey goosey with the style guide, as it were. Just throw letting a character go play in other other dimensions and universes, which occasionally are canon. I guess. You think we're going to get some Atreus crossover? You think Atreus is going to make some appearances? I don't. It doesn't work. I no? don't know. I don't. Maybe no. maybe Fortnite, but yeah. Anyway, um, a few weeks ago, Grand Theft Auto Vice City celebrated its 20th anniversary, and it got me thinking about how we're now nostalgic for a game that was itself rooted in nostalgia. 
way before a bunch of footage leaked, fans were speculating that Grand Theft Auto 6 would return to Vice City because, after all, you cannot spell Vice without the Roman numeral 6, and the logo basically designs itself, so it would be a, just a huge, huge waste of an obvious name for a game. And sure enough, the next game is going to take us back to Rockstar's fictionalized version of Miami. Now, here's something that will make you feel horrible and old. More time has passed between right now and Vice City's original release than between Vice City's original release and when it takes place, which is 1986. Now, back in 2002, 1986 seemed like ancient history, and some of that is because when you're 16 years old, it feels like a lifetime because it was your lifetime. But also because, you know, the 1980s have this, this wonderful sort of iconic, brilliant aesthetic that really sets it apart from kind of other eras. Like you can see, you know, just a, a soundbite of music or like a glimpse of, you know, a Don Johnson blazer or just even the color palette screams Vice City. And all that stuff kind of came together to create this amazing stylized version of a particular point in time. And I think a lot of people kind of conflate their love of Vice City with their love of that entire sort of aesthetic and theme. Obviously, it's a damn good video game, but the style did some very heavy lifting for its substance. Now, what we currently know about GTA 6 is based on early footage of an unfinished game without any context from its creators, and that is pretty much the worst possible way for something creative to be unveiled. That's like sneaking into a restaurant's kitchen after hours and eating a bunch of raw ingredients out of the fridge like a raccoon. It's not the same thing as trying the chef's tasting menu, so don't do that because you'll get probably two to three stars immediately. Uh, in due time, we're probably gonna get an awesome trailer from Rockstar that has like an amazing soundtrack and it's gonna tell us like what and who and where GTA 6 is focused on, but what we've seen basically just suggests that it's set in present day and on some level, I'm a little bit disappointed that we're not getting a modern take on Vice City's original 1980s time period. Like, just like how if you go to real life Miami in 2022, it's not going to be like Miami Vice or Scarface. And a new GTA that's set in contemporary Vice City probably isn't going to have the same vibe as GTA Vice City. And that's okay. But, you know, a lot of, you know, GTA fans, myself included, have rose-tinted glasses for a 20-year-old game that itself had some pastel tinted shades on for the 1980s itself. So maybe we should just try to look through the next, look at the next installment through, you know, another lens. Obviously, GTA 6 is gonna improve on Vice City, you know, the original game in a million different ways, but obviously um, it's gonna draw comparisons to earlier games because that's, that, that's what happens anytime. And somewhere, somebody's gonna go, it's just not the same. And that's true, but it's something that we should celebrate because trying new things is great. At least that's what I keep telling myself, even though I really just want to play a next-gen video game that's inspired by a bunch of 40-year-old movies. Anyway, the more immediate concern about GTA 6, obviously, is how it will ever top the ridiculously high bar that was set by GTA 5. And I guess it can start by actually getting officially announced. Rockstar, your move. Anyway, I've said my piece. All Thank right. You. Party on. I, you know, I think uh, I think you nailed that, Max. Thank you. Um, that was wonderfully Thank delivered. you. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. I'm trying to, I'm working on the, I don't, I don't know. Somebody was like, do the, write a thing for the show. And I was like, okay, I'll write a thing in the show. So, you, you, you know, you write words masterfully. Thank you. What do you think? GTA 6? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not the biggest GTA fan. I've said that on the show. Um, I, I, I think it would be cool to go back to Vice City. Like, that. You know, I guess that's our age range, though. Mm -hmm. I think maybe the younger audience may not care as much. You I'm know, curious about that, yeah. Like, like, let's actually have that in the comments. Like, if you are, you know, if you didn't experience the 80s mm -hmm. um, in any way, I mean, shape, or form. But I experienced maybe, it on PS2. It, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, but, but we experienced it through our parents. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the 80s were very much well and alive in our parents' memories. Um, and so, like, I got that. I got a little bit of that 80s flavor growing up. 
if you didn't get that from your parents because your parents were born in the 90s, I don't know, that's weird, um, <laughs> or the 2000s, because um, actually that could be a point. Um, let us know if you're excited, if you'd be more excited for GTA to go to Vice City mm -hmm. or like set in the 80s right. or set in more like modern time. Let us know what you'd prefer. Josh, what do you think? I, I mean, I don't care about Miami. That's me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't. I don't feel particularly drawn to what be about, playing. But Josh, in there a are sandbox. so many. There are so many songs about Miami. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about Miami. I don't feel drawn to a sandbox like adventure game and set in Miami, uh, especially in the modern time. Like I, I, I'm trying to, like, feel the distinction. I guess uh, between GTA Five set in a Los Angeles type place and a modern uh, Miami set place. And I'm like, I don't know if there's gonna mm -hmm. be a distinct difference. Like there's a difference between GTA 5 and GTA like 4 even, yeah. even though they're both technically like modern day, there's still this different flavor. But like imagining like GTA 6 set in Vice City is like, I don't know. Like it just feels like GTA 5, honestly. I mean, we haven't, you know, we haven't seen it yet, but obviously right. um, I it is it is that weird like GTA Vice City came out like a year after GTA 3, and in a lot of ways it has like very similar mechanics and like mm -hmm. kind of a beautiful, you know, neon turquoise and and magenta coat of paint and like a killer soundtrack, which obviously like was a lot of people's first exposure to, you know, 80s music, but um Cardi, what's your what's your feel? What's your read on Vice City um, versus GTA 6? Vice City like Vice City, don't get me wrong brilliant game but san andreas was always the one to me growing up that i like if they went back to that which they kind of did anyway with five like I, I was happy with what they did then i know that san andreas wasn't really set in a time period like you're saying you know in the past uh so to speak but uh yeah i kind of i don't think it would ruin vice city for me just because i don't have that personal connection to it i quite like the modern day gta's like i think gta 4's story is probably their best story of them all and at five is the best game, what well, best GTA game they've made. I just have no real, despite departures from that studio, I have no real reason to doubt Rockstar whatsoever. Red Dead Two mm -hmm. is my favorite game of all time. Like that is like, yeah, like just put me in that game forever and I will ride around. But like, yeah, I just have no reason to doubt them. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious because like one of the big things that San Andreas did to improve on Vice City was to add more topography. Like, that's what Mount Chiliad was. They kind of were looking at the, the layout and they were like, we need to... And, like, if you read into the research they did to really kind of flesh out San Andreas and add, like, a bunch of variety to the locations, like, that was something they've kind of already revisited with Five. So, again, both San Andreas and Five kind of set a high bar for going back to Liberty and Vice Cities, respectively. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm stoked either way. Um, now, we got, some, uh, we got some reactions to um, last week's episode which we meant to say was a spoiler free discussion on god of war but we accidentally though? we said it was a soiler free did discussion we, that's always good did that's we did good. we though did we mean to say spoiler free i mean we didn't talk about any soil we didn't talk about any soilers we did, no, there was no soilers no soilers in that <laughs> yeah. episode so there's i mean be technically soil in it's this safe. episode there's sure. there's definitely gonna be soil in this episode yeah uh so yeah I'll, I'll grab a couple that i found that uh you know gave us a good chuckle uh from phil mahaley I probably said that wrong. Soiler free. They won't reveal any facts that make you soil yourself. Uh, that's very true. We did not reveal any facts uh, last episode that would make people soil themselves. Uh, answered a lot this of God War questions. Um, but this we week, this week we might have. This week you might. This week yeah. will not have a soiler free tag. Um, so uh, beware. This is your PSA. Um, like 40 minutes into the episode. I don't know what our time is. I don't keep track of that. Um, <laughs> uh, Blackguard XC... 
I-I. I'm not sure if that was supposed to be Roman numerals, but I don't remember what the C is, so, you know, uh, sue me. Uh, well, one would hope that this would be Soiler-free. We're all potty trained out here. Um, yes, we, we all are. Are we? Are. Um, are we? I mean, I am, personally. Uh, Who's to say? Cardi, mm. <laughs> do they, do, um, they, they potty train over across the pond, right? I think, yeah, we are a pretty civilized nation. Yeah, okay. I think so. Good to yeah. hear, good to hear. Uh, Eric... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric Sandoval, uh, love my podcasts free of soil. That's right, we didn't have any dirt in the studio. It was a very clean studio last week. I do, uh, we I made... do know some good gardening podcasts, though, if you do need any. Oh, there reference. we go, there yeah, we go. We should do a collab. We yeah. should definitely collab with them. Um, you know, I want to shout out to, to Red and everybody, all our other producers that cleaned the set last week to... Uh, Get the soil out. Um, so, you know, thank you guys. Um, what is happening? Yeah. What, what is this? We got one from Gigster's World. They got to be doing this on purpose. You'll never know. You'll never know if this was on purpose or not. Um, there is that thing, like, I, I sometimes, I think we should have a show that just always has a typo in the headline and yeah, just see how I'm, the views exactly. get. You know? Yeah, you know. Yeah. I think, you know. It, it's a cheat for engagement. It is very much a cheat there's for that, engagement. There's that thing where, like, if you post something inaccurate on the internet, you're more likely to get corrected than if you ask a question trying to divine that same information yes yep. you know exactly yeah like yeah, you're yeah. like sabaros is the best pizza in new york right people could be like ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh here we go a zombination uh great name uh fine i'll go so i'll go somewhere else and soil myself well good for you i hope that you had a good time over the mm. week um doing that to yourself um but you know that's... i really wish more commenters had that attitude uh... not the ones who are nice you're all cool anybody yes. who's about to say something mean though why don't you go soil yourself <laughs> elsewhere? Uh, let's see we've got uh carlos a flores glad to know there's no soil in this video um i think i already had someone else like that so i got a double dipped whatever all right well and uh, one one last one, uh, the Azirius show. I'm glad nobody is soiling the sheets. It's been nine hours and nobody has fixed it. So I'll just clarify what everyone is saying. <laughs> laughing emoji, crying laughing emoji at IGN. Check your thumbnail. Um, okay. You know we 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 check it when we get around to it. Like uh, yeah. Beyond is a very uh, sophisticated podcast. We got a lot mm -hmm. of stuff we're doing behind the scenes, and, uh, and the, I mean yeah. the art team who makes our thumbnails. They are inundated with requests for all sorts of stuff, and occasionally there's a typo. So I mean, happens, an, you know. an O and a P are like right next to each other on the keyboard. They're you know uh, yeah. you know right next to each other in the alphabet. <laughs> like it's it's a very easy mistake to make. So uh, you know, it, you yeah. Know. Cardi, are your sheets soily free? What's wrong with you? Um, they. <laughs> Oh, I just want to make sure this like, one's also soiler free. I just want to make yes, sure. Yes, I, I can confirm I am currently uh, soil free in the whole of my house. <laughs> the world's, I say the world's biggest. It's like Ragnarok has started in, in my town at the moment. The whole of your house? The biggest what? rainstorm in the world has just hit my window, so I hope you're not hearing that. But um, yeah. Maybe it was just fans. I don't know, I was just leading it. Maybe it was just safe. fans outside throwing soil at your window. Okay. Exactly. Right. Yeah, right. they. Exactly. They they already don't like the review, despite us recording this before it's gone live. People just predict when they people that's what happens in London these days. People just walk around with pockets of soil ready to uh, throw at anyone who likes God of War. That's the world we live in right now. That yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past you. It's a world I'm happy to live in. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Cardi, where can people find more of you aside from the God of War review, which everyone should go check out? Uh, you can find me at ign.com. You can find me on Twitter at Cardi Simon, like. Carly Simon, but with a D. I get it. Um, yep, yep. And um, yeah, I don't actually, I was going to say I tweet about Predator. I don't ever tweet about Predator. That's true. Uh, 
feel free to ask me uh, how Predator's doing and I'll let you know. That's fair. Yeah, go go send Cardi some pictures of some Predator, predator. Give him I some guess. Predator love. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right, a very, yeah. that's a very, that's a very low. What, what? what? I said predator. Low the alien, the alien, <laughs> the alien predator. Come on. All right. Um, Josh, you're on Twitter. But don't read my Predator review, which I didn't actually like that game. Oh, that's right. Shame. Yeah. You'd think I would have loved it, but I did not. <laughs> not enough Predator. <laughs> yeah. Not enough Predator. Four people not did not play as Predators trees. and they tried to shoot the Predator. Bad game. No, thank you. <laughs> Everyone should be Predators and they should just get along. Uh, uh, Josh, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter as well. Do Josh uh, like doing Josh, but with a U. Mm. All yep. right. The predator comment. The predator comment makes so much sense now. Yeah. Josh. Okay. Um. <laughs> Check Jana, me out, Jada. Um, where can people find you? And also, where, where where should people go congregate to engage with the Beyond community? Yeah. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Jada underscore Arena. Um, if you want to get shoutouts or participate in our community's uh, discussions, uh, you can join the Facebook Facebook. I know how to say that word. Facebook Beyond group. You can. Come to IGN.com. We're going to be doing, uh, we post our episodes on IGN.com. We're going to be pulling stuff from there. Um, and occasionally we'll be running some polls on Twitter from the main IGN account as well. Um, so lots of places to interact. Um, you can always hit me up. And, uh, you know, I've got some really cool stuff coming for the show that I haven't even told Max about yet or my producers. Oh, so always I'm, good. I am just. You know what? I always forget to do this. I should shout out. There's an IGN UK podcast that no one knows exists. I was waiting. I it's like the predator of podcasts. It just, mm. it's just, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It lurks. It devours yeah. all the Give that a listen. We don't do videos. So this is why if you fought for an hour, why does he look so uncomfortable looking at a camera? It's because I never have to do it. So That show is incredibly go, fun. I, I got to be on there once and I had a blast. And it seems like you guys really... You know, take oh, take to. advantage of not paying attention. I had a lovely, <laughs> lovely five-minute chat about, um, I recently dis rediscovered the pleasure of a tangerine. I haven't had a tangerine in a couple of years. Oh. Very good. Tangerines um, so, are yeah, wonderful. I've been, I've been a clementine man for a couple of years. Wait, so, this is uh, what yeah, you were talking, talking about? Okay, yes. Right. This is, this yeah, this is, is out. Okay. If you want more of that, I'm in. The yeah, yeah, UK yeah. podcast. All right. I feel like we had, like, the last couple episodes were rock solid. And you know what? If you have any complaints <laughs> about this one, you can, uh, you can thank our executive producers, Brian Altano, who is actually out sick today we found that out 20 minutes before recording uh we're also doubling up today we're about to record la last week's episode right after this one so tune in last week for that something <laughs> uh this episode is also executive produced by dan parkers and corrado corretto uh produced by red Rigos with an assist from joe adianza and dave tool and i'm your host max thanks for writing that down i wouldn't have remembered that on my own and of course Thank you all so much for joining us and hanging for out. Sure. Uh, thank you. You can hear Dan chuckling in the background. He wrote all that in my run of show when I wasn't paying attention. Um, thank you all for listening. Us listening. So I just, I'm just supposed to talk in the microphone. That's all I have to do, and I've managed to screw that up. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Beyond. 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 Hi, I'm S.E., one of the hosts of Bitches on Comics, the most welcoming place for LGBTQ plus folks and women to chat comics, fiction, and pop culture. Bitches are both wanted and encouraged on our podcast. We speak with amazing guests about the media they've created, critiqued, and loved. And you don't have to just take our word for the great time we're having over here. We've been named a Best Comic Book Podcast by several publications, including Book Riot, The Mary Sue, and Comic Book Herald. So tune in and listen to us talk with your faves like Carmen Maria Machado, Amy Chu, Mari Naomi, Anthony Oliveira, and many, many others. 
Our whole goal is to include more folks in the comic book and pop culture world and to help new readers find comics and speculative books they'll love, with no shade for being new. You can find Bitches on Comics wherever you get your podcasts, and you can learn more at bitchesoncomics.com.